0: It was all a pipe dream, watching bodyboarding up on TV, deep at reef, watching tension repeats, eating bakery feeds at 18, living the dream with no sunscreen, yeah we were so keen, surfing Aussie pipe, buying Riptide, eating shit pies. G'day and welcome Maybe to the
1: Riptide out. Bodyboarding Podcast, the home of bodyboarding. Thank you for joining us on episode 5 of our Verbal Journaling and I'm your host Luke O'Connor. Well, today, folks, we have a wedge loving, well travelled booglord who loves a good game show appearance from time to time. Please give it up for Manny McCann. How are you, brother? Good, mate. All right. How are you? Yeah, dude. Yeah, really well. Really well. Thank you for taking the call tonight and coming on the Riptide podcast. It's good to hear from, um, you know, a bloke who is enthused about bodyboarding as, as, as much as the rest of his Crazy Cats.
0: Yeah, yeah, no worries. It's uh, it seems like it's it's been taken off again in the, in the last year or so. What? Oh
1: yeah, boogan. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent. It's um a bit of a a bit of a resurgence happening. We've um, even got uh, some some of the hoodies coming out produced by uh, the Elliot Boys who are running Riptide now. The slogan says, uh, "Bring Boogan back." So
0: that's what we're going to yep. bloody do. Yeah, man, it sounds pretty sick. Elliot's been stoking me up like for the, for. I don't know, maybe the last 12 months about things going on and, like, before I found out that he was running Riptide and I was like, yeah, he was just gene it all up and it looks like it's coming together pretty sick, so it's good to see.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 it's really cool. You've seen, um, we've probably all seen the progression, especially since they've... I've bought it, and the wheels are in motion, and and it's cool to see someone. Well, you know, obviously both of them have got the um, business orientated minds, business orientated minds, so to speak, plural. And um, yeah. yeah, it's just sick to see that they're they're willing to put a bit of cash behind it, and you know, invest something back into the sport to hopefully get the um, all the gears lubed up again.
0: Yeah, that's what I reckon. Like, has failed in the past with the, the someone who's really bodyboarded oriented didn't have the combination of the the business mind as well. So, it seems like it's a, it's the good combo with those boys who know know boogan and if they know business as well. And um, yeah, that's the go. Because when you had blokes back in the day where they didn't have any boogan knowledge but they had mad business knowledge, it sort of went to shit. So, it's um yeah, it's good to see that the the, the boys have got got it covered, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's hard to get an, an, an even playing field there too. Eh? Like when you've got, you know, a skill set either geared towards being a, a really good athlete and bodyboarder, and you know, a creative mind, but then has no concept of business and, and how to yeah. you know s- sustain one. But then on the other hand, there's a lot of people that probably don't have the bodyboarding skill but um, can run a business like you know the back of their hand. But it's great to yeah. see these two fellas have it kind of on tap and man they both boog really well like really oh, yeah. well
0: yeah man they rip. It's, it's sick to see eh? it's really sick
1: yeah, yeah. um they one of the most recent south swells that we had in the winter one of the more like large and notable ones i saw heaps of footage from elliot butler um down at a you know disclosed big left-hand bomby um oh, yeah. down the south coast and dude it was it was mental you know yeah. 10 12 footers maybe the odd like 15 footer and yeah, just yeah. go and ball to the wall.
0: Which swell so was this a few weeks ago, was it? it? Uh, yeah, there,
1: there was one a few weeks ago, but I think this session was for maybe six weeks ago. It was more kind of in smack bang in the middle of winter.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I don't remember seeing um, shots of Elliot Butler, but I'll have to check it out because, yeah, I'd, I'd be sick to see actually, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if they're they're fully floating around. I saw a, a couple of frames through some messages yeah. and whatever, but they might be getting saved up for a, a later release on in the in in the year, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah There's a uh, is there a uh, a photo annual coming out this year?
1: I think so. Like uh, all 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 um all systems are pointing towards go there, but uh, you know I'm I'm sure a lot of other things have to come into place. But with those two bells behind it, there's there's um there's no real doubt they'll they'll definitely give it a shake and if they can they can if they can't they can't but I know there'll be bigger and better things in the future.
0: Yeah, and like the website and all that is like, yeah, that that looks like it's going to be pretty sick as well. Is it, is it has it launched yet? Has it? Nah, I, th- I think
1: they're looking to try to gather a bit more content, get all their ducks in a row. Um, they're working with some really really cool creative cats behind the scenes. Um, and you know, very experienced individuals when it comes to um, the digitization and just the website design and, and all that kind of jazz. There's some some yeah. pretty cool people behind there, and I think that's the that's the biggest plus um, when when you're dealing with like the two Elliot fellas. They um, they've got really good connections, know how to network, and actually, I guess, contract the work out in certain mm-hmm. ways. Um, you know, knowing well and good that they can't do everything. Can if you've got someone who does it um, extremely well and, and that's their field, get them on board and, and, and get all the right hands in the, um, in the cookie jar, so to speak.
0: Yeah, yeah, stick one. Yeah, that's the go. Oh,
1: you hey, dude, speaking about swells, obviously, with, with Elliot and whatnot, how has yeah. your year been in the Bay? Because quite oh. frankly, I just keep seeing ridiculous stuff coming out of that place.
0: Yeah, well, it's a kind of it's a, a, a sort of two things are going on. Um, the first, it's it's been a pretty pretty like psycho year swell wise for for up here at least. Um, the the banks of Boxy have been like have been about as good as they can get, and the the swells we've been getting back to back, like over the last well this year, but the last two months especially, it's been pretty massive. And um, the second thing is that we've got this sort of resurgence of of uh, filming and Stoke and all these things um, about boogan is coming up again, and because I, I never, I would never stopped. i have still been doing it since I started. But a couple of boys who sort of, who um, who you know took a break for a while, like Tony, Tony Sands, and Alan Chedwigan and um, and Mitch Woody, uh, he he's they're all back into it, and they're they're all um, we've got a group chat going on, and we're we're chasing down. Uh, like all filming each other and just full of like grom shit, just just filming each other and um, stoking up swells and spending like literally sun sunrise to sunset down a boxy with um you know with a, with an esky full of food and beers and uh like the umbrellas the cameras just going in surfing shifts and then coming in and um and Dallas has been like firing up the stoke with all the boys and um and we got a maid who who works for like a a small um, little. Uh, like media magazine um, company here, like he's been stoking up like lots of online media and stuff for it. That's called the Eastern. Um, so it's, it's uh, yeah, a little thing he does up in the bay here, and um, yeah, so it's just the the perfect storm kind of thing with with uh, with the, the way the surf's been, and uh, with 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 all the boys just just foaming back to, to get um to get footage and stack lips again. So yeah, it's been sick. Man, it's almost like rewinding the clock back
1: ten, fifteen years
0: yeah 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 like those names like uh like the, I've, I've always been mates with those boys it's just to see them get like stoked on boogan again is is um it's just sort of snowballed like other guys have seen that happening have have gone yeah this is like oh, i remember this this is sick and they've got on board and um like stoking up the grommies and um yeah it's just yeah it, it, then we've gone from like no one ever filming to now we've got like every time boxy has got waves it's you know there's our mates are filming and we're we're stacking clips and and we've got a joint Dropbox account and we're collecting it all. So hopefully, have something good uh, lined up in in the next uh, three months. I reckon that'll be our, our sort of end goal for for like a little little feature feature video. I reckon.
1: Oh wow! man. and where are you guys looking to launch that? Like, will it be a wee
0: bodyboard thing or will it be YouTube? Yeah. It'll, I, well, we were thinking of like we just had some just. Um, had some ideas fighting around and we were thinking just um, have a little, little pram in the bay, like just to stoke that up big. the groms and maybe have, have a bit of an event for it. And yeah, go um, ahead and send it. Yeah, like, just yeah. Drink a million beers and get on yeah. it. Yeah. Let's um, one of the, like so going to a pram as a grom is like such a, like a stoking thing for bodyboard. And you see the older guys and you, and um, you know, you watch the videos and you, you like always growing up, you sort of wanted to, involved in all those sort of things like back in the bay um what would it be 15 years ago the no friends premiere came through here doing the the multiple choice um premiere so that was no friends five or six or something like that or or maybe yeah one of them um and i was like ross mcbride and eddie solomon and um real young Rollins and uh and lackey and and all these boys and it was such a like sick night. I was probably thirteen, so I didn't quite have a wild one, but um, it was like it was such a sick, sick time to see all the all the pros and just the concept of a premiere was non-existent to me as as like a, a grommet. And then um, it'd be sick to have sort of one of those with you know with local footage with the boys and um, yeah, just stoke up the grommies and and get all the boys stoked as well. So
1: yeah. Wild wow, man, and um speaking about those filmers, like I, I we we spoke to Tani Sam's earlier on in the um the podcast series. He was actually number one, first first cab off the rank, and um yep. he was talking about that Dropbox and all that kind of jazz. And he
0: mm-hmm. we're
1: going through the filmer, So you've got you've got
0: Wedge former. What, what what's his what's his real name? Oh man, it's it's like because I've known him for like over ten or fifteen years. It's it's funny seeing he's I don't know he's he's got this kind of. Uh, Rogue persona online, but he's, he's 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 the biggest legend. His name's Ryan Keating. Um, oh, that and, dude! That's
1: right. Sorry, Tani did yeah. bring it up in the in the first one. That's um yep. Jesse Keating's brother.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you, sick. Especially you you would have seen um shots from him of of Boxy and um like of Dallas and that sort of thing back in the day and um yeah so he frots his film and and and, and photography and all that sort of thing so. Um, yeah, he's got a, he's got sort of something going on with Mitch Woodland. He, they're, they're sort of working on the clips and they're putting stuff out um, all the time. They just put one up tonight, which was like psycho. Um, I literally
1: watched that 10 minutes ago before our conversation. Yeah. yeah, how good is that, eh? Oh, sick, man. And he hasn't lost anything. I remember watching um, you know, he hasn't lost anything. He's, he's obviously gone um, lengths ahead because, you know, he's, he's, he's still got the technique and he's still got the yeah. prowess and he's still approaching wave sick, but he's got that that um those years under his belt you know what I mean like it's it's kind of invaluable and when you get to that age like I'm <clears throat> I'm 32 man so like I can kind of relate when you have a kid and you lock into family life those sessions become even more special so you froth yep. even harder you know and it is funny how things become full circle I I never stopped bodyboarding per se but there's been lapses here and there and things have got in the way and when you kind of get over that 30 mark and and life's got more responsibilities and you're trying to divvy out your time evenly, those things become super special. So to see him bodyboarding back again after watching him, you know, almost 12 years ago, 13 years ago in Leroy, I remember watching that um, Cook Islands clip, man. He was, I thought when he got interviewed, he was the biggest ledge just talking about... (laughs) Having a good time, going partying, drinking beers, and his style has always
0: stood out to me. as, you know, pristine, like it's it's sick, yeah. crazy smooth. They like, and another thing, he, he was living in Margaret River for a, oh, I don't know, maybe the last ten years. That's why he wasn't um like living around the bay, and so he can go right as well. That's that's the other thing. Like a lot of <laughs> you know the, the boxy curse, they they can they can go left, and that's it. But um yeah, he's just as good on the on the right as he is on the left. Um, cause they did that, um, that movie, uh, pastiche or whatever. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So that was, that was, uh, when it was living in Margaret River for a good while. So you God, saw... that was a good movie, man. That was well yeah. filmed and edited. How good was that? Eh? It was so
1: sick. Yeah. That was raw. And I remember, um, who was the, the fellows writing for Manta at the time? Uh, Blackwell. No, um, not, no, not uh, that's Davis Blackwell. I'm talking about.
0: Smith, he wrote for Mansa. So,
1: um, who, who was that, sorry?
0: Tom Smith, the yeah, Goldie
1: dude. Yeah, there was Tom Smith, he was ripping. No, it might not be, man, it was Brendan Backshaw.
0: Oh, yeah, man, yeah.
1: I was obsessed with his section, he was he was ripping. I wish he didn't drop off the map. He should definitely yeah. get back on the boogie. If you're listening, Brendan, just do it, brother. You, you were too yeah. good to let go and slip through the cracks.
0: There's a lot of West Oz dudes that I wish would, was still boogie, man. Virtue was one of my favourite. Favorite ride is just full like balls to the wall, like like boosts and that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I remember that that cover he got fired was like because he saw it, he drifted off before that, and then he got that cover and um, and then it was like oh he's back, and then he was he was back, and then he was gone again. So he's working yeah, on the mine, probably. Yeah, like offshore... I think the...
1: is it the mines or the offshore oil rigs?
0: Yeah, that's what it was. offshore oil rig or something like that.
1: So crazy! Do you remember that um, that air and that I think it was in the Philippines, Cloud Nine comp, and
0: um, he's just naked. He's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember buying the cover, buying the the videotape from an old surf shop, and bringing it into school to to watch. And I got gotten heaps of shit because obviously the naked bloke on the front of it. And, um, <laughs> all, it's four or something wasn't it? Number four. I think so yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah tangible but but was it at cloud break i mean not cloud break i'm um, cloud nine am I, am I getting that right
0: yeah. yeah cloud nine
1: yeah yeah sweet perfect you got to some i got to some nice fact check myself you know you, you yeah. go out and say things on a limb and then you um kind of go back I'm like my boss at work always pulls me up on a it, day eh? it's yeah. absolutely hilarious he's got the, the the memory of an elephant sean cooper yes. if you're listening memory of an elephant and there's been things that we've gone back and I've argued, not black and blue with him, but I've kind of gone, no, I think I'm right there, man. And then two weeks later, (laughs) it just pops up and he just looks at me and I'm like, yeah, fuck, he got me again, eh?
0: All our conversation go back to it, eh?
1: Yeah. it's, It's amazing how your mind will just run away with things. And if you have a thought, if it's just slightly off, your imagination will take that thought and just... And manipulated into something completely different to the yeah. actual situation that occurred.
0: Yeah, you sort really of get invested in the idea, and you just yeah, to just go go down that track, don't you? I do, man,
1: I do. But um, you know, going down different tracks and, and, and looking at um, different different um, avenues in your life and, and trying out different things and, and new things, Maddie I've I've recently seen that you've you've uh, made an appearance on the Chase Game Show. Can you can you give us a rundown of that?
0: Yeah, well, um, I, I love me, me trivia, me like, pub quizzes and all that sort of thing. And um, every afternoon after work, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll watch I I'll watch uh, The Chase or or, or Jeopardy or, or like all the quiz shows, I'll, I'll froth them. So um, one afternoon, I was just like, oh, bugger it, like too many misses. I was going, oh, I reckon I should, should apply on this. I'd go pretty well. And um, two months later after applying, I got a call and it was in the, like in the middle of the day and I wasn't working and, um, some lady goes, "Oh, hi! It's so and so here from the Chase," and I was like, "Bullshit!" And they're like, "No, it is," and uh, and then <laughs> just right, of, like right on the spot, they're like, "So, just like got to give you a test, like twenty questions, just to see where you're at." And I was like, "Holy shit, radio!" Wow. Um,
1: so they actually yeah. test you on the phone before they even put like yeah. progress you to the next stage.
0: Yeah, because I think they sort of they, they take into account your personality and how good you are and they put you on a team. So you're not in a team where you just, you're absolutely going to win. So they just like, so they try and make it fair and entertaining and diverse and all that sort of thing. Oh, um, good. Telling. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one of the things was that, was that, so they laid like 20 questions on me and I, I, I did pretty well. Um, and then, and then about a month later they were like, yep. So we're looking to put you onto these dates in Sydney. So can you come down and, um, yeah, so I did that. Went down to Sydney and... and Where was uh, it filmed, man? Uh, in the seven studios, which is like next to Redfern Station. So it's yep. big like... Yeah, oh, I know the ones, yeah. Yeah, so I went down to there and um, was chatting to Larry Larry Emder, the, the host. Uh, and he, he knew about Boogan. He was he was like, oh, you know, like he was name dropping some filmers and that sort of thing. I was like, like um, oh, who was he talking about? Oh, I can't think of it. Moment, but yeah, he was name dropping some some and stuff. So like he was frothing about it. And, That's uh, wild,
1: eh? How is bodyboarding get, got to do with Larry Ender's life? You know, like in <laughs> any way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah, I remember watching him on The Price is Right when I was like ten or twelve years old, and he's on the he's been on the news for a while. So I'm sure he's he's interviewed a, 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 like a, a surfer or like Tim, Tim Bernard, and he was talking to me a, a, about as well. Actually, he's was well, okay. talking about surfing. So I'll, he probably interviewed some surfers from time to time and that sort of thing. Yeah, that and, does make sense actually. Yeah, yeah. So um, we we're talking about that, but um, uh, while I was there, they were, they were giving me the goss on Andrew O'Keefe. You know the, the bloke who used to who used to host the chase or, or uh, yeah, the bloke, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did deal um, kill. He they were giving me the, the goss and I was like, oh, should you be telling me this? And and they're like, yeah, he, he used to he was on the on the ice pipe in his dressing room and that sort of thing. And I was like, no well, way. Yeah, and I was like, are "You sure you should be telling me this?" Not, like, "Yeah, it's sweet." Like he's not with us anymore, and and I was like, "Far out!" And they they reckon he they, they used to get um his like driver to to stop and get on for him while he was on the way to work and and stuff like that. So real hectic shit. Um, so they had Holy to get Holy shit, yeah. man! That's
1: wild. <laughs> that's wild. Like you know, I'm I'm kind of the same opinion you are. I don't yeah. know. You know, if you would be wanting to disclose that to just uh, like you know, yeah. just yeah. a contestant on the show, man. Like it's 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 not no. like it's like an, another colleague at work you're going to see every day, or whatever. They're just making a general knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I, I was like, yeah, just mind blowing that they were telling me that. It was like the um, like the, ma- the makeup lady or whatever, and they're just like, I suppose it's it's so far from from like an issue for them to talk about because you know they're just they're doing their little job and that sort of thing, and, for sure. and like. Imagine yeah, going
1: back over the episodes and pinpointing the moments where you're like, Oh, he's coming up here, he's dead yeah. today, he's probably he's he's probably got some real good stuff off the street, it's way more pure. He's 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 not overdosing, but man, he's peaking. This dude's peaking.
0: Yeah. You can fully tell. I, I thought I thought it was just his personality, but he's just wired, man, when he's doing it, like he's just beaming. So it's um yeah, like a yeah, Friday afternoon episode, you'd probably just see him just just going a mile a minute, eh? Free pretty just
1: funny. Just ice barbies, eh? He's inviting everyone back in the room. Like, well, yeah, come back for a barbie at mine. It'd be sweet. Everyone's yeah. know, just going yeah. back thinking it's just going to be meat and red wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a pretty,
1: free eh? Hectic. And so then on the show, like, how did, how did it all go down? Because I only saw that that clip on your, your Insta recently. Was, was that actually linking back to um, that Eastern publication you were talking about in the Bay?
0: Was that yep. the fella... Who put it together? That's right. Yeah. So he he um his name's Mitch Lee's. He um he's been born for over uh, like twenty years, over twenty years. So he's um yeah he's been putting together little clips and and uh, puts together little media things, cuts of like Port Stevens and all that sort of thing. And he's he's a, the, one of the funniest bastards I've ever met. So he's um he yeah he's he, he cut together that little clip and um he's probably going to cut together a lot a lot a lot of other ones as well. So.
1: I mean, um, we'll yeah. have to post that with this potty, and we'll 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 have to link it in because people need to see that. It's just, you know, yeah. you you just on like I'll try and quickly give it for um the understanding for the, for the listeners that it's just you perched up of getting you know getting asked like what you like doing yeah yeah do a bit of bodyboarding blah 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 and then it goes to you epic pit at at boxy and then you do a, a rollout I'm pretty sure
0: yeah I'm so uh, yeah. Took the role, but yeah. Ah, oh, <laughs> nah,
1: still sweet man. Like, lovely. I was, <laughs> I was frothing, and then that, that chick in the pink suit. She, she was obviously another contestant on the show.
0: Nah, she's um, she's the new chaser, man. She's this um, like new young young girl who's um, because they got their the, the chaser people, and she's um, she's the new one. So.
1: Oh, hectic! And then so she was uh, the one saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try and find out where that secret secret location is and all this kind of yeah. stuff, and follow you back."
0: Yeah, because because um, in the banter with with Larry, uh, he was like, "So where's the best waves to, to bodyboard?" And I said, "Oh, me local, but I can't tell you where it is," and uh, and just like had a laugh about it. And that, and then that's what she's referring to the fact that I, I wouldn't tell Larry um, where where my local local spot was. So uh, yeah, <laughs> so um, sick, man. And how'd you go? Uh, I, I went. I went alright. Like my aim was to just not make an idiot of myself because the. the most nerve-wracking part was just the social part i was shitting myself and um like i was sweet with the question i wasn't too worried about that it was just the yeah the fact that you got cameras and a whole crew of people on you and you're with a bunch of randoms like um just the social aspect of it was was the most nerve-wracking but yeah i made it to the end um i was lined up to win about 12 grand or something and uh, the, the chaser caught caught our team in the end just like she's making she was like pretty good. But yeah, I did all right and didn't make an idiot of myself, so I call that a, a, you know, close enough to a win. So Yeah, and yeah. a sick
1: experience just going on T V, seeing what it's all about. <laughs> it's it's actually amazing when you, you turn up and you see how many people are involved with the with with the whole show, eh? Like there's,
0: well, there's bits and pieces, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's insane. And for, you know, roles that you would never think of, like the production value of it is just Insane,
0: yeah. There was some bloke whose job it was to uh to between our little sections that we filmed was to just film a reaction of ours, and was like, "Okay, now give us a smile." And I, and I was like, "That's your job, man. You just just film us doing reactions and cut them into like the final cut." He's like, "Yeah, man." So like, I didn't even know that was a thing. So yeah, <laughs>
1: wild, wild, so cool, such a sick experience.
0: Yeah, man. I, I always want to go on a show. So um, yeah, tick that off the list. Tick off the bucket list.
1: Well, you know, in the last, um, the last couple of years, I've noticed, man, that you've also ticked a lot of other different locations around the world off your bucket list.
0: Tell us about
1: yeah. your, um, like your last year's travel, man. Was, was, that was kind of smack bang in the, in the pandemic and you based yourself in Scotland, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, well, pre-COVID, a, a trip got cut short, so we came back home. And, uh, and worked until sort of I thought COVID was going to blow over and then a year had passed and COVID hadn't gone anywhere and, and me and my missus were like, well, we can't wait around forever. It's been a year, so we just said bugger it and um, we, uh, we flew to Scotland. She got herself a visa and I've got a European passport, so um, that, 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 that makes it a lot easier for me. So had to had to dodge up a few documents to get the travel exemption to leave Australia. Um, I got me got my cousin who, who owns a business in Belgium to, to write me a job offer. So I left the country on the basis that um, that I had a job lined up in Belgium. Uh, so they gave me the exemption. I was able to leave. And, and uh,
1: what time was this, man? Was, was this early 2021? This was,
0: uh, yep, yeah, uh, February 2021. Yep, yeah, so okay, sweet. Pre- just, it was getting real bad, like um, pre-vaccination and... Um, Melbourne just cooked with like the longest lockdowns and um, people going nuts and all that sort of thing. So, um, yes, yeah,
1: so, pretty, now yeah. time. pretty crazy yeah, time yeah. to go. I'm just going to, you know, uproot my life and, and go resettle in, you know, a, a European country that, um, would have also been plagued with the, with the same issues and, and not really having like a, a sturdy base to launch off. Like that's yeah. wild.
0: Yeah. Well, like, the uk so we landed in the uk and the uk was in their in their final lockdown so we we flew into a lockdown country i don't know how they let me in to a country that was where you weren't allowed to leave your house um for any reason but to go buy groceries but they did so I did that and um yeah went to um to edinburgh in scotland and there was a hostel there that i'd been to a few years earlier that was doing long term stays so i was like yeah i'll I'll um you know I'd line this up and have have a place to put my board and work out my next moves and there was about 40 people living there all in their 20s all partying together because they're all on uh they're all off work and getting paid um so I would show up to a to a, a like a, a it's a 300 bed um hostel so it's massive and there's 40 people there just partying the whole time I was like holy shit this is already sick so um yeah got there and got involved in that for for a good while and from the day I arrived, COVID to sort of like all the lockdowns and that went away, and um, the surf was pumping up north. So I chased and chased some swells and got some really good waves uh, in, in Scotland on, on on the east coast as well. Um, off the Western what were you Island, wearing, man. Like in uh, you know what kind was, of rubber you have on? I was wearing a four three, and I, I I wish I had a something better than a four um, three. So yeah, a four three gloves, booties, and a hood, and all that. um but yeah, a, a five mil would have been the the bare minimum, I think. So I did kind of blew have, that. Did you yeah, end I, up getting I, like booties or anything like that, or? Yeah, yeah, like I, I was wearing, I was wearing two mil booties, um, so, yeah, I, I, I should have known because I'd been there a few years earlier, and and um and I was in a 4.3 as well, and I was I was freezing, and I was like, no, nah, it's a good four three. It's one of those neat essentials ones that like like I, I don't know, like some people get shit ones, but mine one's pretty good. Um, and, and yeah, I was, I could surf for like an hour and a half at a time and and stay warm, but, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty fucking cold, so.
1: Dude, it's, it, you know, I I haven't been to, um, Scotland or Ireland and and we would love to, but every time I see footage come out of that place, like you watch, say, um, Far North, you know, Mm. BP's (laughs) movie, you just see the conditions they're dealing with or when you, you know, watch the ABC with... Rendo and Crashy and Harry and oh, or even the stuff that Marley Dunn's put out or you know yeah. anything from the Irish fellas. like it's just it's a wild wild place that cops serious amounts of weather like how did you deal with that?
0: Um, well, uh, so well, I'm a bit of a like budget budgetist kind of traveller just to sort of make it as to, to you know travel for as long as possible so. Um, it kind of got worse from the from the four three wetsuit situation. I, I bought myself a tent and uh bought myself a bike and jumped on the train and you know went up north and um, well I just was pitching a tent in front of a surf spot and um, and and surfing surfing all day and and sleeping in a tent and and all that <laughs> sort of shit because um, because lockdown was was still happening at the time i I couldn't go into a cafe. Or, or into a shop to charge my phone the only things were open were grocery stores so I was like I had no phone um, I, I, was, I was I was freezing my ass off and I was just buying groceries putting it in me in me tent and then, um, and and just watching the waves and, and trying to stay warm and out of the out of the wind and out of the, the snow and that sort of thing but um, the part of the reason I love Scotland so much is because the amount of people I met who were just like, Oh, like yeah. Oh, see me, see me camping. Like, oh, come down for a, for a cup of tea if you get cold later. Or you know, come crash in your house. And um, and there's so many people would just would just invite me into their house. And I'd, I'd rarely take them up on the offer because I, I yeah, I'm the type of person who doesn't really um, like yeah, just feel like you're intruding even if someone sort of is inviting you. Just like no, no, that's okay, that sort of thing. And um, and yeah, so I, I, I met. Like all the surfers from from the like sort of little the main surf town up north and um, and yeah got some good waves and um, met an Aussie bloke Thomas Horrig is his name and uh, he was a photographer up there and me me and him linked up for some good good sessions at um, at, at, at all the sort of slabs that are around there and at, at yeah so just I do little little strike missions from down in Edinburgh which is about six hours on the train so just put the bike. On the train, put the grab, grab the tent. Had me board bag on me back, um, and and it's, it's uh, yeah, just just jumped off the train and just went and hunt, hunted for waves, and and that was it. And what was your missus at the time doing? So she's she's been studying for the last few years, so um, online, so she was able to study um, while she was in in Scotland, and so she was just hanging in in Edinburgh while I was going and having the adventure, and um, we linked up a couple times and. Trips around Europe and that sort of thing, but um, there's no way I was going to drag a drag a camper with me and you know in the middle of a, a Scottish winter and getting snow in the tent and you know sitting up all night waiting for the for the wind to stop or the rain to pass or whatever. But um, yeah, she was she was quite happy working and uh, working a little bit in Edinburgh and and um and studying that sort of thing. So so yeah. So you had
1: a couple of real sleepless nights. Like there was some real uncomfortable living conditions there for a bit.
0: Yeah, man. Like. Because um, I, I went to Iceland as well, and, and it was a sort of similar setup, um, like weather-wise. So uh, it'd be a few nights where where I wouldn't be able to sleep because I like I bought a pop-up tent instead of a decent tent. I was like, oh, this would be right. I put it out of the put it out of the um, put it out of the wind, and I'll be sweet. And so like I'd wake up in the middle of the night, a big gust would come and and it'd whack me in the side of the head. And I'd end up just sitting up all night, just just waiting for the for the sun to come up so I can sort of pack it up and, and go get warm somewhere, go, go pay to go to a public pool and um, go, you know, go sit in the, in, in the spa or something like that. That was always a good little trick when, when those opened again. Um, but, yeah, just shit like that. And, um, yeah, having the, the condensation inside the tent just just freezing, and and the wind would blow and, and the ice would, on the condensation would just shatter and, and just get a face full of ice in the middle of the night and that sort of shit. But... Um, like i was thinking oh man everyone's like locked down in australia i'm 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 up north in scotland getting pumping waves having an adventure like this is sick so it, it always i it never sort of was like this this slash kind of thing it's always sort of stoking me to, to like have an adventure and that sort of thing because i knew i knew what the alternative was was, was just working and and staying in the, in the same spot in, back in australia so but yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great attitude to have, man. And I'm sure a lot of people would want to be in your position at that time because, yeah, yeah as as we all know, lockdown got monotonous. It became super repetitive. It also damaged a, a lot of people in a lot of different ways, not just financially, but mentally and spiritually. So it was, yeah, you were super lucky and you made the right call. But you also put a lot of things in place for that trip to happen and you went out on a whim to do it. So, Hats off to you, man, because you know yeah. you, you you don't get rewards if you don't take risks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cheers, man. Yeah, like because um, I'm, I'm I'm a high school teacher. When I'm not traveling, when I'm working, but, so um, teachers had a had a had a real good fuck around with um like having to prepare online lessons and and like and just the insecurity of their jobs and um and all that sort of thing. What was it? Um, Forty thousand teachers in New South Wales left um over the past oh, just last year or something like that. Um, because some of it because of um, just conditions, others because of uh, vaccination mandates and um, others because they, they're exposed to, you know, 30 kids every hour of the day. So the, the possibility of getting sick if you've got a, a relative at home who's, who's, who's um, vulnerable, that sort of thing. So a lot of teachers just threw in the towel. So I try not to, yeah, try to avoid that that sort of shitty little section there was for, for teachers there for a bit. So, yeah.
1: Did well, man, did well. And so, obviously, you, you had that time up north, Ireland, Scotland, just, you know, got pumping waves, surfed to your heart's content and, and put up with some crazy conditions, but obviously met some, some really cool people along the way. What was the the next leg of the journey?
0: Um. Well, so when it hit summertime, the, the waves kind of dried up. Um, so that, that was kind of that lined up good with uh, restrictions in the rest of Europe, sort of... Um, Sort of easing. So, the first place I went to was uh, was Malta. That was like the easiest place to go to. And the day I got there, I mean, the the, the first place I'd gone not in Malta, um, I ended up getting COVID. So and <laughs> I, yeah, so I got it. And and this was when I was um it was that Delta one that was going around in the UK, um the the strain and, and I wasn't vaccinated at the time because I couldn't I couldn't get vaccinated at um with the, the age that I was in the UK, that wasn't, they weren't um, allowing it for my age yet. So I was, I was sick as a dog. eh? like, um, I, I, my, my skin felt like it was on fire and, uh, like, a, a, like the aches, like I never take painkillers and I was just eating codeine, that sort of thing. And, um, so yeah, I was, I was cooked for like a good, a good, uh, I don't know, 10 days or something. So, um, yeah, after that happened, I, I went back to Scotland to, to sort of just rest. Cause I just felt like shit for a good while. And then, and then went back traveling again, and went to Turkey, and um, went to Macedonia, and uh, Croatia, and a few places I'd already been before. But just like, you know, go go and sort of get the summer, the summer action, because there's not much of a summer in Scotland. So, um, yeah, it was interesting seeing how 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 people were sort of viewing um, what was happening in Australia at the time. Actually, when I was in different countries, because people were seeing um you know videos on facebook and all that sort of shit and it's going your government's crazy and like i was in turkey and blokes like your government's crazy and i'm like that's that's pretty like pretty interesting perspective like coming from from certain um like places where, where where their government is is you know is, is pretty dodgy so it's like yeah like,
1: yeah for sure uh, it's like obviously yeah. the propaganda on both ends you know it's almost like say if you were Russian or Ukrainian at the moment in regards to what your what your television stations feed you and, and what you get told to right. believe, but it's, it's yeah. hard, man. It's hard to, to sift through all the the lies and the um the deceit. Eh?
0: Yeah, that's right, man. It's um it's usually the what what I notice is like the the common denominator is that is the it's sort of just people are yeah they're, they're just yeah like. Governments are, are doing their thing and people are just people, you know what I mean? It's not, people don't have a, have a certain, like, a, a lot of Russians that I've met, that none of them, not a single one of them, like Putin, all that sort of thing. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's you see these, you know, Russia, the, the Ukraine, all that sort of thing, and it's like, the, the, the people are just stuck between it all.
1: Yeah, oh, um, for, sure. for sure. It's just a big yeah. power battle, isn't it? Like, people get yeah. stuck on the wrong side of it, or, you know, yeah. and like, well, one of the hardest things is, is like, if you. If you believe, if you're with a, like a group, or if if you're you know politically minded in like a certain way, you can't just absorb one of their values. You must absorb all of their values. So if you disagree, mm. if you disagree as an individual with say um, a political party that you support, but you 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 support ninety percent of it, but you don't support ten percent of it, then mm. you're then you're pushed on the outer. And, and, yeah. and you, you're also seen as, as, as someone who is um, almost like a traitor in a way. So it's it's really hard because you can't just be an individual. You, you have to gravitate towards the whole movement. And you have to believe in, in everything that's happening. I think you're seeing that in the Russian-Ukraine war at the moment, just from my like, personal point of view. And you know, I think you're exactly right with your point. Like People are just stuck in the middle. They want it to end, yet you, you have to throw down your you know you've got to be devoted to the whole cause you can't just be you know have an opinion and sit on the you got to be
0: all heads. in
1: yeah. yeah and it's just it's, yeah. it's 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 too hectic man because you know you, you you can't make people that like that's just choosing a side it's like with an argument you can't be objective you've got to choose yeah. a side you're like no well, that's yeah. bullshit you know that, that's, that's like not the, how the,
0: it works yeah that's like what's going on in the u.s like socially their whole political battles between the groups that they like people believe they belong to, and all that sort of thing, just battling each other. Um, it's like like racial groups and sexuality groups and and political groups. They're all so, like it's a it's a common thing you see as they go. Oh, is, the U.S. is so divided, and it's like yeah, it is divided. People are just are just all in they all in in their groups, and 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 they don't see the yeah the you know the fact that they're um they're just they're just you know people um just all all thrown like in the middle of it all sort of thing so yeah yeah
1: and it's definitely not healthy because you should be able to have one view and you should be able to have another view and still mm-hmm. be able to sit there with that person that's of the same view in in 80 or 90% of it but not mm-hmm. in the same in, in the other 10 or 20% of it but yeah. come to an agreement and 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 be be happy with the things you agree on and respectfully disagree on the things that you don't agree on you know mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. just it's a wild state of affairs, but anyway,
0: <laughs> politics
1: yeah. and and world issues do my bloody head and It's probably not for a bodybuilding podcast. <laughs> so, um, you were back to you were doing Turkey, Croatia, Malta, and then where did you step from from there?
0: Um, I um had this idea that I wanted to hitchhike across Norway. Um, so it was it was coming towards the sort of the end of uh, the end, like well, a bit past summertime. So coming into uh to autumn and uh i was like if i don't do it now it's going to be way too cold to 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 do it in winter time so um yeah flew to norway and um grabbed myself a tent and landed in oslo and uh the day Is i landed Oslo in the Os- capital yeah oslo's the capital yeah yeah right. um, so the day i landed in oslo um like a really strange thing for norway there was like a a a a shooting in Oslo with like this guy went nuts with a, a bow and arrow type thing. Um, and wow,
1: medieval shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, fully. And uh, so I was. My plan was to hitchhike from Oslo to Bergen, so that's east to west. And um, one of the first people who picked me up was this, um, this, this lady, this German lady. And I was talking to her about what was on the news, and she was like, um, "My husband is actually." really obsessed or my ex-husband is really obsessed with like his archery and that sort of thing and um, I'm worried it might be him and like she didn't they didn't know who it was yet and she was like oh because he won't answer his calls and that sort of thing and I was like are you for real so um, this lady picked me up that like was thinking that it was her ex-husband who who just clicked and gone and shot up Oslo and that sort of thing so um, but this lady was really cool actually she took me to um, this, this cabin that she had and this cabin was like 300 years old and it it had um, like carvings on the wall, like people writing their names from the, like the eighteen hundreds and shit. It was it was psycho, and um, he was like, "Yeah, this this cabin they used in in the war to hide from the Nazis and that sort of thing." And I was and I love my like World War Two history stuff, and um, and I was like, "Oh wow, I wonder if they ever found them." And she grabs grabs this plate, and uh, the plate underneath it says SS Third Reich, and so all the like cutlery and plates in there was all like Nazi plates and cutlery. So. Wow. Um, yeah, and it just blew my mind. I was like, "Holy shit!" She's like, "It's interesting, isn't it?" I was like, "Fucking earth, man! That's that's so insane. interesting,
1: especially coming yeah. from Australia, where we've got you know 250 yeah. years old of history, and there's some very dark things in there. And I know Europe also has some some dark marks in their history, but the length of it, and, yeah, it's and, fascinating, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, um, what, what were you going to say?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just I did that. I um, yeah, uh, made my way from from Oslo to Bergen and uh yeah just got his hitchhiked along the way met a few cool people and um it's probably colder than scotland in some of the parts in norway that i was just because the altitude and that sort of thing but the the uh the, the scenery was just insane like it, it lives up to the hype of of like the fjords and the and the mountains and all that sort of shit and i was i was cracking uh apples off of apple trees and just like just Walking down the street and finding them, and I was like, "This this place is magical, man." So
1: were they super juicy those apples?
0: Man, they was. They, I'm. I, it sounds like a like a, I'm. I'm. I'm having having you on, but it's like it was the most mental apples I've ever had in my life. Like oh, I believe um, you. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just like straight off the tree, man. And um, yeah, I'd 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 uh I'd go into a to a server, go get a you know a hot dog that sort of thing, and I think I spent like. 50 60 bucks in a week in in norway like one of the most expensive countries in the world just because i was eating groceries um like cheap groceries from the from the shop and hitchhiking and camping so i spent like hardly any money um and then just when i got to bergen i jumped on a plane and um flew to poland and then just kept cruising
1: that's so sick man that's so sick that you can live off such a shoestring budget in one of the most expensive places in the world and just Europe in general, like, you know, the exchange rate and and how everything Mm -hmm. goes over there for us Aussies Mm is pretty tough. Did, um, in, in Norway, did you get a chance to see the Northern Lights at any stage?
0: Yeah, mm, mm, I saw like some flickers in the distance and that sort of thing. Um, so I didn't really catch it like properly doing its thing in Norway, but I did the same thing about a month later in uh, Iceland, I, I hitchhiked around Iceland, and I was I was right under it, so I, I copped it properly um, there. Wow. So how was that? It was sick, man. Like was, the cool thing about doing the same thing in, in Iceland was that I'd pitch me a tent and um, I'd pitch it near one of those like geothermal pools or whatever. Um, so I'd, I'd pitch the tent. I'd be I'd be like pretty cold. I'd wake up in the morning. I'd just go and jump in one of these like natural ones. Um, one of these natural geothermal um, pools, and um, there was rivers that I swam in that were like hot rivers, and um, all that sort of shit. So it was it was um, it was a good break from the cold. But like, yeah, same thing. The scenery was psycho, and and to wake up in the morning and jump in like a hot a hot natural pool was was pretty pretty psycho. So um, yeah, that was really good. Wow. And so um,
1: you've done Norway, Iceland, and are you? Is there a, a a loop back up to Scotland and Ireland now, or, or what's it going?
0: Yeah, kinda. Um, so I, f- I flew from Iceland down to Morocco. Um, so I, I did a, a fairly big loop um, down to Morocco, and um, yeah, the day I landed in Morocco, actually, you, w- you might have heard of this when uh, like on the news, but Morocco closes borders like completely, so there was no planes um, coming in or leaving the, like the day I arrived, and that was that was sweet because I got there. So I was, I was stuck there for about a month or so um, until flights resumed again. But I just, um, there's like a massive change, obviously, from Iceland, just getting pumping waves, uh, mostly surfing on the stick, actually, um, just those, those long right-hand point breaks. Um, oh, they're,
1: they're so dreamy. Me, me and my partner yep. got to spend two weeks down there. We drove a van um, from the top of um the top of the netherlands all the way down into from europe into africa and dude when we got there we were just blown away by the landscape how quickly it all changes the gibraltar Strait and just the endless amounts of right hand point breaks not many lefts but so many rights
0: yeah i have seen um some clips of this left sort of wedgie thing apparently it's up north somewhere but um yeah one of the local guys was showing me and um yeah, the all the all the dudes there I met were real nice and that sort of thing. Did you did you ever surf um Safi when you were there?
1: Nah, that, that that's the one um where Billy Kemper broke his leg, eh?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I didn't get a a big enough swell. And again, we're only there for two weeks, so we were kinda on a, a mission to to hit up Chef Shawan, you know, up in the hills and then mm-hmm. come down through the, the Atlas Mountains and then cruise towards the coast and then come back up. Um, we got to stay with the family in Rabat, which, which was yeah. which was epic, because her car classically broke down. We got it off this American expat in the Netherlands, man, and she had this shonky, shonky little um, scam going where it works in your favour if you get the car that's been passed on from the previous owners in good mm-hmm. condition, but what she does is she sells you the, the vehicle with the clause that you must sell it back to her but when when they obviously sell it back to her she does no maintenance of the car so you 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 like we got this this ford this ford band it was the westphalian nugget it was this red big ass thing and um you know man like the clutch was going um, our, our brake, uh, our accelerator cord broke, um, we all <laughs> our, our brakes were warped. Like there were so many things, but luckily in Morocco, Ford parts are super cheap.
0: Oh, really? And
1: yeah, amazingly cheap, man. And so we probably saved ourselves 3000 euro in the end because if we've got, um, that work got performed in Spain or Portugal or anything like that, it would have been so, so expensive. So in the end, we actually got to walk down with the local mechanic and barter for the actual forward um yeah. parts and it was <laughs> yeah it was it was it was sick and we were there when ramadan was on we didn't mean to time it like that but yeah that was a whole different experience too but we got to surf this one wave um uh Imusain, i think oh, oh Mswan, swan yeah Mswan, swan and then that right hand point that comes all the way in through the bay
0: and sweeps into the
1: cliffs oh bro i, I could have stayed there for months at a time
0: yeah yeah have you ever seen the the slab out the back? um you ever see stuff of that?
1: nah, I didn't there there's a good rock slab out there,
0: yeah, so where the point break, the long right is between like you go around the point and there's just a, a bunch of rocks and yeah. um if you if you look it up if you look up Imswan um slab you'll you'll see um maybe it's Billy Kemper again or some some American dudes towing into it and it's like proper mutant like Boogan slab. Um, I surfed out like like fun four foot or whatever um, but I was frothing having a wave I could boog there and a, and a wave I could surf on the stick as well so I spent a good while there um, oh epic still. that town's yeah. really cool it's sick eh? it's real nice yeah,
1: it is really nice and um, yeah just the obviously you experience it man but the unbridled amount of energy and swell they get down there mm. um, from the Atlantic Ocean and just like how it, it all comes together it's, it's,
0: mm. it's, it's, it's insane pump. yeah yeah, it's so sick, and just like rights upon rights upon rights upon rights. Like I prefer lefts, obviously, but um, yeah, like still it so sick.
1: What kind of stand up were you were you riding over there?
0: Uh, I was I I had my boog with me, but um, I was just renting boards. Like they're fairly cheap. Um, so I was I was taking out a fish or like taking a softie out. Um, just depends on what it was like. You, you, I, I think I'd pay like ten bucks, and I'd I'd um. I could have my choice of any board through the day, come and swap it out um, if I wanted to surf the, the other beach break around the corner um, from that point break. And, yeah, so I was just renting boards because it was a bit easier, especially with a boog. Like, travelling with a boogs is a lot easier than travelling with a stick. So, so uh, much
1: easier, eh? Right? You can just kind of throw yeah. it around. The damage yeah. doesn't really matter that much because you kind of just bounce around that bag and it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That's the biggest advantage of having a bodyboard, isn't it? Like, it's just yeah. so durable.
0: Yeah, I was using it as a, like a, a like a, a camping mattress when I was camping as well so it, it did a pretty good job of that so
1: no way how did you go with the plug sticking in your back would you take that out
0: oh the plug was was like uh, that was my, the least of my problem like it, it was keeping me off the ground which was sweet like the, the cold coming out of the ground was the worst so um I just yeah I just um just flip it over so I wasn't laying on the on the on the arm rope or anything and and uh, yeah, that actually did all right. Like the, your legs don't really matter because your weight's coming from the top half of your body, and as long as you keep that off the ground, then, then you're warm. So so yeah, it was sweet.
1: Are you telling me in Iceland and in, in Norway, or say going back to Scotland where you you were camping, you didn't mm. have an undermat, Like you didn't have a. a I think a uh, for,
0: mat? yeah, for a, a brief. Uh, where, where was it? Um, for for a little part of it, maybe like a in Norway. I think I had like a rollout rollout mat that was just like a piece of foam anyway. So, it was just like a bit thicker than than the board I was laying on. Um, So, yeah, apart from that, like I ditch stuff along the way, like get rid of it Um, if I'm getting on a flight or something and and want to take as as minimal amount of stuff as possible. Like obviously going to to Morocco, I didn't need the, the sort of colder stuff I had. Um. So yeah, yeah, I, I did it with the boog, and it does does a pretty good job too. So,
1: yeah. Well, wow, that is an endorsement for <laughs> for bodyboards. You're riding science bodyboards.
0: Yeah, I've been riding for science for a while. Um, Johnny Johnny Cruikshank from D5, he's he's been sorting me out for a good while. So, um, he's he's an example of someone who's who's um like knows his boog and he's you know business minded as well. But he's got his priorities in 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 check when it comes to like you know, really really sort of trying to support bodybuilding, so that that's like sick to see. So um yeah, he's a he's a legend.
1: Dude, that that you need to it'd be sick if you of obviously I I don't wanna um you know tell you what to do, but I would I would highly suggest that you somehow get a uh a series or like a documented journaling or like you know something going on that actually promotes oh, that because that's unbelievable man that's 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 a yeah. use of a bodyboard and you're using it as a as like a sleeping mat also whilst getting tubed and and yeah you know, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> sick
0: yeah i have been meaning to do like film more shit as i'm traveling like oh after every trip i'll make a like a clip on my instagram or whatever so um yeah, but I I really wanted to to film more stuff and and um so yeah do some more documenting of of my trips because I don't want to forget about like some of the things I do because I I sort of do forget some things and I go oh yeah I, I remember it every now and then but yeah just to have it. it's
1: also good you're living in the moment though, Matty. Like a lot of people, especially in this day and age, when it comes to social media and pumping yourself up and and you know it's the old saying of like if you didn't film it it it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But, you know it's 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 crazy to think but if if you're not so much worrying about documenting just living in the moment then that's way more pure and enjoyable and you're doing it for the right reasons you're not doing it just to glorify yourself you're doing it yeah to 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 like chase a true passion which is which is very admirable
0: yeah i'm not doing it for the yeah for the uh for the footage but yeah that's um yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's doing it for yourself and yeah, living like it's cliche but like living in the moment type shit. So yeah,
1: yeah, it's like, you know, you go to you go to concerts these days, you go to anything and everyone's vicariously living the moment through their phone and you're just yeah. like, Fuck yeah. mate. They, like really they
0: just, No, they're looking at their phone.
1: Yeah, it's insane. It's actually insane how often I see myself picking up my phone these days and looking at the screen time and
0: yeah constantly oh.
1: feeling like I see an extension of my body. It's it's fucking scary.
0: It's shit, eh? It's like, yeah, you don't know what it's like because it's a brand new thing, like evolutionarily wise. Like, it's, it's, you don't know what it does to your your psychology. Obviously, it's not good because of, you know, how people's mental health are these days and, and social media and that sort of shit. So, probably not, yeah, probably not great, I reckon.
1: Nah, no, nah, you're definitely bang on. So, keep, um, keep, keep enjoying your trips without a phone. Are you, yeah. um, <laughs> are you, are you planning on doing any more trips? Is there anything coming up this year?
0: Yeah, I'm probably going to get out of here on uh, in October. So I usually work about six months on. Um, yeah, about six months on and then go travelling for for a while. So that's about a, about a balance. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And even the six months is is like three days a week or something. So it's it's pretty. It's not um it's not intense work for six months, but yeah, it's it's good. So yeah, about October I think I'll go. I'll um maybe just start an Indo um go go over to Sumatra or somewhere I've never been to Sumatra before or um something like that and then got a mate who's having a birthday in South Africa and he wants to do a safari and that sort of shit so I think it'd be it'd be pretty good to take take that opportunity um to go and do that and and maybe try and get some ways as well um but I, I looked up at the like the season for Skeleton Bay and that sort of thing um in Namibia and and it's not really the season for it, so I'm a bit on about that. But I'll, I reckon it'd be pretty cool to go try and chase some waves elsewhere. Or, Dude, or but
1: stranger um... things, stranger things can happen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, it's it's yeah. it's the way the, the world's going these days, and the way weather's very um, unpredictable, and and seasons yeah. don't seem like seasons anymore. Like I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. Yeah, you're gonna go score skeleton Bay, but I wouldn't completely write it off because you could get a sneaky swell and you could something could yeah. happen. You know what I mean? So definitely keep your ears to the ground on that one because yeah. from all from all reports, that is the wave of a lifetime. That that you like can't beat that really for probably the longest and heaviest and best barrel um,
0: yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's, it's stupid and it? and it's a left, so even better. Like I <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember watching this video of, uh, what is his name, Josh Cleave or something, the South African fella. Yeah, yeah, Cleavey, legend. Yeah. Wasn't he living in Cronulla or something? He, was, um, uh, he
1: I, I don't know if he lived here permanently. He, he definitely comes and visits a fair bit. He, he pops out of the island every now and again, and he's a very talented boog in his own right. He's, a, he's just a legend, always smiling, um, family man, and he, he resides mostly over in the northern beaches. Um, I, I think he surfs LA a fair bit and Whaley and... But yeah, man, he's um he's a he's a fucking epic bodyboarding character. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like they're, they're the yeah. people that you love to see in the sport, and he's always got a smile on his face. So yeah, you man. were watching a clip of, of him out, out at um, Skeleton Bay.
0: Yeah, and um it just the like it there was no audio, there was no like song over the top. It was just raw audio, and it's just him laughing in, in just astonishment of the barrel he's getting. He's just going oh oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <It's> just like. <laughs> it's just, that, Exactly what I reckon. Happened, eh? If you just got a skid sign, you'd just be just laughing in shock of of what's happening, eh? Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. It it, it clearly doesn't look real. Like again, I haven't yeah. been there physically, but um, I've got a good mate, Michael Osler, uh, who owns Handpicked Bodyboards, and he. He, it just says, hands down, best wave in the world. And Michael surfs some, you know, incredible waves in his time and is, is equally um, as good as bodyboarders as, as, as Cleavy or anyone going around. And for him to say that, it's kind of like, okay, definitely take yeah. notice. This this wave oh, yeah. has captivated a lot of people and it's obviously it's obviously a mindfuck when, when you're there.
0: Yeah, uh, he won the boxy comp the other day, oh, a few months ago. Didn't did, he did,
1: mate. Don't pump up his tyres too much. But the big dog did. How good.
0: Yeah, the waves were actually like, like uh, they they looked okay for it. Um, but yeah, it's um yeah it's pretty sick to see. I I, I don't think I've ever searched with him, but he seems like a nice
1: dude. Oh, he is man, and he's surprisingly very nimble and agile for his size. Like he's a big yeah. burly. I think he's six two. Um, yeah. You know, and he and um he just carries a lot of weight around his midsection. Like he's got a huge. 12-inch donger, you know, so that's hard to throw around, it's it's heavy. No, 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 no. I'm, I, don't, I don't know about as much as that, but, um, yeah, he's, he's surprisingly crazy to watch in the water, and uh, as soon as he came and lived here in Cronulla, he definitely started turning heads with, yeah, how, how well he surfs, and, you know, the funny thing about um, Oslo is, man, I met him back in 2008 or nine. Um mm-hmm. In Hawaii, and this is how dedicated he is, and this is this is the mentality of South Africans all around the world, um, because obviously they 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 come from certain hardships and they and they see things differently, and they and they work for every dollar, every rand that they they um that they earn goes towards bodyboarding travel. Man, he came over, had a spot at the Turbo House, something went down, and didn't get his accommodation sorted. There was some sort of fuck up. And then yeah. he goes, you know what, I'm not going home. I'm not going to – I don't have a budget because I haven't put it aside for accommodation. And for the first three nights, we kept turning up at pipe in the morning and he'd been sleeping on the beach just covering himself in sand, like getting eaten by mosquitoes. Ice junkies are down there at night and, and, <laughs> on the main beach in, in Pipeline and stuff. And, you know, in the end, we um, gave him a, a place – or a, we bought him a blow-up mattress from um, – from, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, land? yes. Yeah. Oh no, it, it might've been foodland. We, I think we went into the, um, department stores back, um, more towards Honolulu. But anyway, oh, yeah. we, 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 we got him a, um, a, a blow up mattress and he stayed with us with a, there was like five of us in the house back at, Waimea, and um, we kicked it off, had a great time. And we knew then then and there he's a, he was a very good bodybuilder and really good on big, heavy lefts, um, yeah. pipeline especially. So, um, yeah, I guess when he says, you know, back to the point, back full circle, I guess when you, he says that he um, he rates Skeleton Bay as one of the best lefts in the world, it, it, it probably
0: is. <laughs> he knows what talking about.
1: Yeah, he does definitely does he definitely does and he i think he wants to go back pretty soon too you know i would love to accompany him and, and and just get over there before kind of that sand moves you know that they reckon there's a real risk of that bank deteriorating and just being stripped away again into the ocean
0: yeah i've heard that as well hey eh? that'd be pretty pretty wild to just see a wave like disappear hey eh?
1: yeah i know and obviously i'm sure you know over hundreds and thousands of years waves have popped up and gone and, and like whatever you know I even swear black and blue at the moment I have conversations with people around the local area all the time just going I don't know what the go is with the island at the moment but it doesn't seem to be breaking like it used to
0: like used to, really
1: yeah and and you know I can't put my finger on it and I could be completely wrong and it could be just my perspective and how yeah you know lucky we've been to see so many good swells throughout our childhood and surfing this that and the other but like you you see it now and it just doesn't handle swells the same way it kind of caps out the back um days that you think all the energy should be getting focused in on the island it's missing it and it's weird so i don't know if it's something to do with sand that's been pushed out from the river out the back and it's it's either making a void there or it's pushing too much sand in and it's not allowing the energy to um kind of come up with all that ferocious power like it used to but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I, I right. definitely think things change in the ocean quite regularly. Yeah. It's not just sandbanks; it's it's reefs
0: also. I suppose all the vari- the variables, like yeah, like it, it just statistically, it would it would it would you would think it would happen because of all the things that that go into into what like making a wave is, sort of thing. So yeah, you, you, uh, yeah crazy man crazy
1: crazy crazy times well um yeah. dude we're definitely going to have to follow you on this trip make sure yep. that you um hit us up at rippy and, and send us through a couple of postcards from time to time because from what we just heard then of your 2021 stint um we can't wait to see what you're doing in 2022 yeah cheers mate thanks for the chat Ah, uh, happy days man thanks for coming on and uh we'll speak to you soon all right catch you mate Cheers, Matty. Say, It was all
0: a pipe dream. Watching bodyboarding up on TV.
1: Deep at reef, watching tension repeats. Eating bakery feeds at 18. Living the dream with no sunscreen. Yeah, we were so keen.